0: Hello, this is Veronica from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 3rd of November. The Election Commission of India announced the dates of the Gujarat Assembly elections today. The elections will be held in two phases on 1st of December and 5th of December. The results will be announced on 8th of December. More than 51,000 polling stations will be set up with 34,000 being set up in rural areas. There are over 4.9 crore electors eligible to vote this year, Indian Express reported. The central government has deployed 160 companies of the Central Armed Police Forces to the state ahead of the elections. The Gujarat Assembly has 182 members and the assembly will come to an end on 18th of February 2023. The model code of conduct will be effective in the state with the EC's announcement. The BJP, Congress and the Aadmi Party are standing against each other in the state assembly elections. AAP Chief Arvind Kejriwal has been campaigning aggressively in the state for the past few months. Earlier this week, he launched the Choose Your Chief Minister campaign in the state. Apart from Gujarat, Himachal Pradesh will also be going to polls on 12th of November. Listeners, last week, a priest was among two others who were arrested in Telangana for purportedly trying to poach four legislators of the Bharat Rashtra Samiti, formerly the Telangana Rashtra Samiti. Three or four months ago, the priest Satish Sharma had moved into a newly constructed four-story building in Faridabad, Sector Thirty-One. He paid a sum of 1.25 crore rupees for the first floor flat and registered it in the names of his wife and mother-in-law. The FIR in the matter describes Sharma as a BJP worker. Read my colleague Shiv Narayan report to know more about who Sharma is and what the case against him is. It is titled, Operation Lotus in Telangana, what Faridabad neighbours have to say about the arrested priest. We're able to bring you such reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. News Laundry is an ad-free platform. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. The Supreme Court today dismissed a petition by Lashkar-e-Taiba militant Mohammad Ashfaq Arif, which sought a review of its judgement awarding death penalty to him in the 2000 Red Fort attack case. Arif was convicted of being the mastermind behind an attack on an army barracks at Delhi's Red Fort in December 2000. The attack had left three people, including two army jawans, dead. A bench of Chief Justice of India, Y. U. Lalit and Justices S. Ravindra Bhat and Bela M. Trivedi dismissed the review petition, noting the order of conviction and sentence do not warrant any intervention. Hindustan Times reported, The bench said that his guilt was proved and that it affirmed the view taken by this court and rejected the review petition. A review petition filed by Arif had been dismissed in 2014. However, the Apex Court had decided in 2016 to give Arif another chance. This was done after the September 2014 judgment by a constitutional bench which allowed review petitions of condemned prisoners to be heard in open court rather than inside judges' chambers. Arif's review petition was earlier dismissed without an open court hearing. Hindustan Times reported. Voting took place for bipoles held in six states today for seven assembly seats. Polls are being held at Munugode in Telangana, Mokama and Gopal Ganj seats in Bihar, Andheri East in Maharashtra, Adampur in Haryana, Gola Nath in Uttar Pradesh, and Dham Nagar in Odisha. Among the seven seats for which the bipoles are being held, the BJP held three seats, Congress two, and the Shiv Sena and the Rashtriya Jantadal, Dal one each. News agencies reported. In Telangana, the bipoles are high stakes as the result of the election will be viewed as a precursor to the 2023 Assembly elections. An election for the Munugode seat was necessitated after Congress MLA Komati Reddy Raj Gopal Reddy resigned in August and joined the BJP. Till 3 pm, there was a 60% voter turnout in Munugode, Hindustan Times reported. The counting of the votes will happen on 6th of November. Kerala Governor Arif Mohammad Khan said today that he will resign if the allegations made by State Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan are found to be true. Vijayan has claimed that there was political interference in the appointment of vice-chancellors to state-run universities. The State Chief Minister had said on Wednesday that Khan's demand of immediate resignation from nine Kerala universities' vice-chancellors was beyond his powers. Scroll.in reported. He also said that Khan's alleged interference in the appointment of vice-chancellors was an attempt to saffronize state universities. Last month, Khan had cited a Supreme Court verdict and called for resignations from vice-chancellors. He said today that his decision to seek the resignation of vice-chancellors was not politically motivated. While speaking to reporters in Delhi, he said and I quote, If I have nominated even one person, not just of RSS, any person, on my own, using my authority, then I will resign. He went on to ask if Vijayan will be able to resign if he is not able to prove his allegations. The Central Bureau of Investigation today questioned Abdul Karim Khan, a close associate of Trinamool Congress party leader Anubrata Mondal, in connection with the cattle smuggling case. Khan is a TMC leader from West Bengal's Birbhum district. He appeared before the CBI at the agency's Kolkata office. In August, the CBI had frozen fixed deposits worth 16.97 crore rupees, linked to Mondal, as part of its investigation into the scam. It has been alleged that Mondal provided protection to associates of alleged cattle smuggler Inamul Haq, who used to buy animals at a market in Illam Bazar. the Hindu reported. Mondal was arrested by the central agency on 11th of August. The case is also being investigated by the Enforcement Directorate, which questioned Mondal's daughter in connection with the case yesterday. The Union Education Ministry has said today that Kerala, Maharashtra and Punjab have topped the 2020-2021 Performing Grade Index. The PGI assesses school education at the district level. The ministry has released a report which also claims that Arunachal Pradesh emerged as the least performing in the seventh slot, the lowest allocated to any state this year, Hindustan Times reported. In a statement, the Education Ministry said that the PGI is expected to help states and union territories to pinpoint gaps and accordingly prioritise areas for intervention to ensure that the school education system is robust. The PGI analyses school education on 70 indicators grouped under outcomes and governance management categories. According to the Hindustan Times, scores of over 950 out of 1,000 points come under the highest achievable level 1. The lowest grade is level 10 for scores below 551. The three states which have topped the PGI in 2020-2021 got a score of 928 points. Rajasthan and Andhra Pradesh got the next highest level with scores between 901 and 950 points. Japan and South Korea have issued an emergency alert to their citizens today after North Korea fired one long-range and two short-range ballistic missiles this morning. Seoul's military has said that it had detected one long-range ballistic missile, which was believed to have been launched into the East Sea from around the Sunan area of Pyongyang, AFP reported. Shortly after, it detected two short-range ballistic missiles fired as well. The South Korean military is maintaining a full readiness posture while closely cooperating with the US and strengthening surveillance and vigilance, it said. An intercontinental ballistic missile was also part of today's missile firing, according to Reuters. The intercontinental ballistic missile is North Korea's longest-range weapon and is designed to carry a nuclear warhead to the other side of the planet. On Wednesday, North Korea had fired 23 missiles, prompting South Korean authorities to issue an alert to the citizens, asking them to find the nearest underground shelter. Japanese Prime Minister Kishida Fumio has said that North Korea's continuous launches over the past few days are unacceptable. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.